0: Welcome to episode 225 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about November 2022. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and see discussions going on about abortion, the Federal Reserve, the collusion between big tech and the federal government to censor dissent, sound money principles, Joe Biden's penchant for lying, or the deadly and toxic COVID vaccine, please share the Truth Quest podcast with your friend, Tell them to browse the episode titles and dive into whatever topics pique their interest. Episodes are available on a host of platforms, including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, BitChute, Rumble, and Instagram, where I post a short highlight of each show at instagram.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. And I recently joined Telegram, so check us out over there. Whatever platform you may be listening to this on, please take a moment and give it a five-star rating, hit the like button, leave a positive review, or subscribe to the podcast. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. The biggest story of November 2022 is likely one that you never heard about. It entails an international money laundering operation by an incredibly popular cryptocurrency exchange, once valued at $38 billion, run by a 29-year-old dude named Sam Bankman Fried, whose mommy is a dark money collector for the Democratic Party, with a full-time job as a professor at Stanford University. Turns out this multi-billion dollar company that was peddling nothing, i.e. cryptocurrency, was washing money for the Democratic Party for the 2022 midterm elections. It's amazing how creative the criminal mind is. You have probably heard the old adage that if only criminals would put their energy into worthwhile endeavors, they would end up with all the money they would ever want. Well, here's how this quasi-Ponzi scheme worked. Congress sent a shitload of money to Ukraine, supposedly to fight the big bad Russians, who invaded the innocent Ukrainian people's sovereign territory unprovoked. As we know now, much of the billions of dollars sent to Ukraine cannot be accounted for. We now know what was going on. The corrupt Ukrainian government took some of those funds and invested in this FTX cryptocurrency exchange. FTX, in turn, donated hundreds of millions of dollars to Democrat Party candidates during the midterm election cycle, which explains how a communist stroke victim who never saw a criminal who did not deserve parole, a man who cannot put together a single coherent sentence during most of the election cycle, that person being John Fetterman, the Democrat senator candidate from Pennsylvania, that explains why a guy like that can outspend his GOP opponent, Dr. Oz, by over four times. Speaking of John Fetterman in Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania Department of State allowed at least 249,000 unverified voters to receive mail-in ballots for the 2022 general election. The vast majority of those ballots went to registered Democrats. Nothing to see here, folks. Just sit down and shut the hell up. I gotta tell you, if the Republican Party does not counter the mail-in ballot fraud that the Democrats continue to perpetrate election cycle after election cycle, either by passing restrictive laws against them or committing voter fraud themselves, the future elections we go through will be meaningless. Speaking of the midterm elections, Republican candidate for governor of Arizona, Carrie Lake, was cheated out of her victory by more voter fraud in Maricopa County. Her opponent, Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, refused to debate Lake, and at one point, late in the campaign, literally ran away from reporters asking her pointed questions about her record. By the way, do you know what state official oversees elections? Yep, the Secretary of State. Oh, and Maricopa County had a problem with their ballot reading machines, but only in Republican-dominated precincts causing thousands of ballots to be rejected, and causing hours-long lines outside some polling places, disenfranchising thousands of presumably Republican-leading voters. Again, nothing to see here. You just sit down and shut up. Beyond the fraud in Pennsylvania and Arizona, the Republicans retook the House of Representatives, barely while the Senate is still a toss-up with the alleged wife-beating Raphael Warnock and the alleged philanderer Herschel Walker going to a runoff in Georgia in early December. By the time this episode is published, that race will have been decided. The big takeaway from the midterms was the domination by the Republicans nationwide as they won the popular vote by some 6 million votes. That is unheard of. There are more Democrats than Republicans in America, and yet even they are sick of defunding the police, having their children and grandchildren taught critical racism theory, and being exposed to drag queen story hours. They're apparently tired of the open border, 20% inflation, the push for puberty blockers and gender reassignment surgery for minors, skyrocketing national debt, high crime, and biological men in women's locker rooms, bathrooms, prisons, and sports. Republican Governor of Florida Ron DeSantis won re-election by 20 points over Democrat Charlie Crist. Just four years ago, DeSantis won the race by less than one-half of one percent. A Republican almost won the governorship in New York. New York! That is unheard of. We even saw Republicans elected to the House in liberal bastions like California, New York, and Oregon. Democrats won 11% less of black men's votes in 2022 compared to 2018. Democrats' 29-point edge among Latino men in in 2018 was slashed to just 8 points this time around. Democrats enjoyed a plus-19 margin from women in 2018 that fell to plus-8 this year. Nancy Pelosi gave up her leadership position in the House. Either she has watched clips of herself in recent media appearances where she sounds more and more like Joe Biden, searching for words like a stuttering freshman making her first public speaking appearance, or she and her husband have collected enough loot to set up the next two generations of Pelosi's. Either way, the self-proclaimed pro-abortion, devout Catholic, soldier soul of the devil Speaker of the House, announced she is stepping down from House leadership. Good riddance. I'm sure whoever replaces her will be equally evil, but look on the bright side. We'll be subjected to less Nancy in the future. The House Republicans nominated Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker of the House. This is the same Kevin McCarthy that has had nothing to say about voter fraud in 2020. Nothing to say about the false persecution and prosecution of all things Trump. Oh right, he was a big part of that. He's the same person who has nothing to say about the federal government's collusion with big tech to censor dissent. Which makes sense when you remember that this piece of shit was caught on tape discussing with Liz Cheney, of all people, how he could work to censor fellow Republicans. Forgive me if I don't jump up and down and cheer this bought and paid for by big tech intellectual lightweight being nominated to lead the GOP in the House. Senate Republicans re-elected cocaine Mitch McConnell as leader, rejecting Florida Senator Rick Scott's bid for the position. Just like his counterpart in the House, McConnell has had nothing to say about voter fraud, the persecution of Trump, or federal government's collusion with big tech. Both of these guys are garbage. Both of them are snakes. Both of them hate Trump and anyone who supports or supported him because Trump kills their fundraising efforts. Not only does Trump suck the air out of the room, he sucks the dollars out of donors' pockets from those who typically funnel it to assholes like McCarthy and McConnell. Both of these guys, by virtue of their leadership position in the National Republican Party, control massive campaign war chests. McConnell spends his war chest during Republican primaries, where he throws thousands of dollars at candidates that do not believe in America First, closed borders, cutting spending, sound money, and maximum freedom and liberty. See, he supports candidates that think like him and will vote with him. Silence on the part of Republican leadership is a signal to the doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party that they can essentially do whatever the hell they want because the GOP are a bunch of limp-wristed, paid-off political whores who will sit quietly by while the nation burns. The only kudos I can offer to either of these asswipes is McConnell's handling of Supreme Court nominees. Keeping Merrick Garland off the court was a beautiful thing. But the dude is just another sold his soul to the devil, garbage national politician. During the month, The Intercept published an article that chronicled discovery from a lawsuit filed by the Attorneys General of Louisiana and Missouri against the federal government to uncover collusion between social media companies and the federal government to censor opposition, silence dissent, and shut down debate. I published an entire episode on this. Suffice it to say, the federal government is guilty of violating thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of Americans' First Amendment rights. Check out episode 222, The Truth About the Rescission of the First Amendment, for a deep dive. Staying with the theme of collusion, during the month, CBS confirmed that the Hunter-Biden laptop is, in fact, real. This coming 769 days after the New York Post broke the story, and after a Herculean effort by the alphabet soup conspiracy media and big tech to ignore it and censor it. See, a well-adjusted, curious, fact-seeking person would ask the obvious question, how did they know that it was Russian disinformation four years ago if they did not authenticate it until four years later? May I just state the obvious? If you ever take the alphabet soup conspiracy media seriously again, that being CBS, ABC, NBC, MSNBC, NPR, CNN, etc., you get the ignorance you deserve. Just to give you an idea of how disingenuous and complicit the alphabet soup conspiracy media is, I am a part-time podcaster. I publish a weekly episode. I have a full-time job and family obligations. I am no journalist And I scooped CBS on the Hunter Biden laptop story? Check out episode 184, The Truth About Hunter Biden's Laptop, which I published almost a year ago. As you may recall, in my October Month in Review, episode 221, I titled it, The Truth About October 2022, the month Elon Musk became the most hunted man in America. Well, Musk's behavior in November did not disappoint. The month started out with Elon urging American voters to vote Republican because a divided government is one that cannot do as much harm. In a tweet, he wrote, quote, to independent-minded voters, shared power curbs the worst excesses of both parties. Therefore, I recommend voting for a Republican Congress, given that the presidency is Democratic. He then started restoring accounts that were banned from Twitter for speaking the truth about covid the lab leak, U.S. government funding, and, of course, the toxic experimental vaccine. He restored accounts of those who spoke the truth about Hunter Biden's laptop, those who spoke the truth about voter fraud, January 6th, and those who refused to acknowledge that there are more than two genders. Then he committed the cardinal sin of restoring Donald Trump's Twitter account. The left went apoplectic over the idea that Twitter might be a free speech platform. They don't know how to process freedom and liberty in debate. These people are mentally ill. Nothing else explains their behavior. Then CBS News announced that in light of the uncertainty around Twitter and out of abundance of caution, CBS News is pausing its activity on the social media site as it continues to monitor the platform. Two days later, after receiving large amounts of ridicule from people on Twitter who demonstrated to them just how safe it was to post there, they were back on the platform. What brave souls are they at CBS News? It was so brave of them to bury the Hunter Biden laptop story and evidence of voter fraud in the 2022 election. It's so brave for them to be a mouthpiece of the Democratic Party. So brave for spreading Russian collusion lies for four years on end. I just can't imagine why the approval rating of the alphabet soup conspiracy media is lower than Congress. Then Musk revealed that he will make public the inside discussions of Twitter's board prior to the company's decision to censor the New York Post's explosive story that exposed the information about Hunter Biden's laptop. Again, the left lost their mind. These people are so transparent, they hate free speech. Speaking of all that Musk is doing to bring Twitter back to a free speech platform, I posted this random thought on Facebook during the month. The National Democrats, the doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party, are anti-free speech, period, end of story. Why? Because they cannot convince the majority of Americans to follow their policy prescriptions because they lead to more spending, more debt, increased money supply, higher prices on groceries and energy, more dependency on government, more divisiveness more moral decay, more exploitation of children, more critical racism theory taught in schools, more crime, fewer police, and more excuses for criminals. And of course, it always leads to more dead babies torn from their mother's wombs. Their policy prescriptions lead to death and adverse effects due to a particular experimental vaccine. They lead to mental illness and mass psychosis, education delays, an open border, a dual justice system, voter fraud, New definitions for long-established words like marriage, woman, man, gender, Christianity, and vaccine. They always lead to less freedom and liberty. Their only recourse is to silence dissent and debate. Censorship, just like the old Soviets and East Germans and the current Chinese Communist Party. As Trump might say, these are very nasty people. I would add evil. They refuse to leave us alone to live our lives unencumbered by them. These people are authoritarians doing what authoritarians do. Every month, I post dozens of COVID-related headlines for my Facebook friends who only get their news from the alphabet soup conspiracy media who routinely lie, omit, misconstrue, and or spread the current leftist propaganda. Here's a sample of headlines. Pfizer exec concedes COVID-19 vaccine was not tested on preventing transmission before release. FDA withholding autopsy reports on people who died after getting COVID-19 vaccine, brain inflammation, and the mRNA vaccines. Myocardosis in kids under 18 cases up over 100 times in Canada. Over 2,400 excess deaths every day in the U.S. Europe, 300,000 excess deaths in 2022. As COVID spike proteins slowly take toll on endocrine system, experts warn of rise of hormone-related diseases. California workers win $125,000 after a vaccine discrimination lawsuit. Why the vaccinated pose a risk to the unvaccinated. Nanoparticles and mRNA shots change immune system. According to an analysis conducted for the Washington Post's Health 202, 58% of coronavirus deaths in August were among the vaccinated or boosted. Here's the money quote from the article. We can no longer say this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Here's my money, truth quote. It was never a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Shh, don't speak the truth or challenge the approved narrative about the COVID vaccine or you might be censored. The Indian government argued before the Supreme Court of that country that it's not liable for any injuries that may occur as a result of the COVID vaccine. In its petition, the government blamed the public for for getting the vaccines despite being aware of its side effects, claiming it cannot and should not be held liable for any injuries or deaths. My guess is that the same argument will be made by governments all over the globe. Similarly, the FDA came out during the month and explained that their guidance against taking ivermectin for COVID-19 was just a recommendation. How stupid does the government think we are? Answer: Really stupid. They demonized the use of ivermectin. They called it a horse dewormer. The alphabet soup conspiracy media ran with the propaganda. They refused to publish and discuss studies demonstrating its effectiveness. They pressured doctors not to prescribe it. They threatened pharmacists who filled the few prescriptions that were written. They forced millions of informed citizens to seek non-traditional outlets and doctors to get ivermectin, to buy it from foreign pharmacies. They preferred that people die from COVID rather than take a real, safe, and effective treatment. Never forget that. They committed crimes against humanity and are guilty of mass murder. Check out episode 167, The Truth About Ivermectin, and episode 214, The Truth About the Secret Ivermectin Miracle, Uttar Pradesh, if you're interested in diving into the Ivermectin story. Fauci the Fraud used his last appearance at the White House to encourage people to get the COVID-19 booster shots. Quote, please, for your own safety, for that of your family, get your updated COVID-19 shots as soon as you're eligible, to protect yourself, your family, and your community. Well, what did you expect, even given what I just told you? I mean, the guy is already an accessory to tens of thousands of deaths and hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of adverse effects. Why would he tell the truth about the vaccine now? Governor Greg Abbott, Republican from Texas, announced that he will invoke the Invasion Clause of the U.S. and Texas constitutions to deal with the immigration crisis on the southern border. What took him so long? I say he is about two years too late, wouldn't you? We've had, what, five million illegals crossed since Biden took office? The border states should have taken control of their borders on day one. Biden was very clear about his non-border enforcement policy, and yet the governors of border states sat back and bitched and moaned about the lack of federal involvement in border enforcement. Guess what? Border enforcement is not an enumerated power to the federal government in the Constitution. Only the rules of naturalization are listed there. So the border state governors who sat on their ass for the last two years are to blame for the influx of illegals into the country. A gunman opened fire inside a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs, Colorado, killing five and injuring 19. President Biden, every Democrat and transgender activist, used the shooting to blame the rhetoric of conservatives and right-wing hate groups to condemn anti-LGBTQ hate crimes, call for gun control, and of course condemn anyone who does not think like them. Turns out, according to his attorney, the shooter is a non-binary and uses they-them pronouns. When it comes to mass shootings, whatever you do, never discuss the mental health or prior criminal history of the shooter. Just use it as an opportunity to push your agenda. If you are among the ill-informed in society, what I am about to say to you will shock you. For everyone else, it's stating the obvious. Joe Biden is compromised by the Chinese. His son took some $40 million in investments from Chinese Communist Party businesses since every business in China is technically the government, But we know the bribery exists based on how the White House and or Biden reacts to various actions by China. Exhibit number one, the Muslim Uyghurs population, you know, that got sent in cattle cars to what are essentially concentration camps or work camps or re-education camps or iPhone manufacturing camps. Whatever you want to call them, they were forcibly removed from their homes and relocated because of their religious practices. When asked about that, Biden did not condemn it and threaten sanctions or demand that they be returned to their homes and left alone. He brushed it off as simply, quote, different cultural norms. He displayed a similar callous reaction to the carnage that ensued in Afghanistan after he lied to then-British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and left the country in the middle of the night. The man has no soul. Exhibit number two. The Chinese government's latest atrocity is draconian COVID lockdowns. Protests have ensued in multiple cities across China, with the normally compliant Chinese exploding into rage in response to their government's zero COVID policy. White House spokesman John Kirby was asked if the Biden administration agreed with protesters that COVID restrictions should be lifted and whether President Xi Jinping should stand down. His response? Callous, just like his boss. He explained that the White House was, quote, on the side of peaceful protest, but that the administration was not, quote, taking a side in terms of what the protesters are about. At least these people are consistent in their indifference. BLM and Tifa riots were more or less encouraged by these insane leftists during the summer of rage in 2020. Leading Democrats were very hesitant to condemn the rioters who looted and burned cities because they are okay with violence by their voters. They are okay with violence and atrocities committed by governments that have paid off the First Family and or are totalitarian in nature because they yearn to be just like them. Resident Biden turned 80 during the month and no one mentioned it because the White House doesn't want people to be reminded of how old and senile he is. He does that enough on his own, simply going out in public and speaking. World War III was narrowly averted during the month as a couple of missiles hit Poland, killing two. The warmongers in both American political parties declared the missiles were launched by Russia, and since Poland is part of NATO, the only reasonable response is World War III. Ukraine's corrupt-to-the-core President Zelensky essentially put on a cheerleading uniform and encouraged further military escalation that would essentially turn his country into a nuclear wasteland for the next hundred years. Turns out the missiles were likely strays from Ukraine's air defense. Oopsie, almost started the war to end all wars, my bad. I mean, folks, if you don't recognize that the people who rise to power, not only in the U.S., but all over the world, are dangerous, your head is up your ass. Why hasn't there been massive efforts and very public peace negotiations and ceasefire agreements over the Ukraine-Russian war? Every other conflict on the planet always has some discussions around those topics, but not Russia and Ukraine. Why do you think that is? Donald Trump announced he is running for president in 2024. Then he met with Kanye West, now known as Ye, days after he, Ye, went on an anti-Semitic I love Hitler rant. Needless to say, the optics were not good. The White House blew smoke up our collective asses by making a post on Twitter boasting that under Biden's leadership, Social Security recipients will receive the largest increase in benefit payments in some 40 years. After the claim was fact checked and roundly ridiculed on social media, explaining to the White House that Social Security cost of living adjustments are tied to the inflation rate, the tweet was deleted. Speaking of inflation and blowing smoke up our collective asses, After increasing the money supply some $6 trillion in under four years, we had the bogus, undercounted government-reported year-over-year price inflation rate reported at 7.7%, with food prices up 12%, gas 17%, and fuel oil up 68%. Meanwhile, the alphabet soup conspiracy media, the White House, and every leftist talking head was telling us that price inflation is down because the bogus undercounted government reported rate of 7.7% is lower than it was last month, which I think was like 8.2%. They really do think we're stupid. I want you to think of price inflation as the path of a rocket or a missile, which once launched continues to rise minute after minute. One minute it's at 2,000 feet, then the next it's at 6,000 feet. Then a few minutes later, we notice that it's rising at a slightly lower rate, maybe only ascending 2,000 feet a minute instead of 4,000. The point is, it's still rising. It's still higher than the previous minute, and it's way higher than it was 10 minutes earlier. That's the same as price inflation, and the media and the White House continue to blow the smoke up our collective asses, telling us that inflation is going down. Anyone who shops for groceries, pays electric bill, or buys gas knows these people are not only full of shit, but evil. Anyone who tells you that it's raining while they piss on your head meets that definition. If a dozen eggs cost $1.50 two years ago, then it was $2.50 a year ago, and now it's $3.25, we don't celebrate because the price inflation went down from 66%, from $1.50 to $2.50, to 30%, $2.50 to $3.00. We bemoan the fact that a dozen eggs used to be $1.50 and are now $3.25. With the economy on the verge of depression after over a decade of holding interest rates at near 0%, the Federal Reserve raised their federal funds rate by another 75 basis points, taking it up to between 375 and 4%. So what? The real price inflation rate is closer to 20%, depending on the product or service, And the Fed is courageously pushing interest rates up to 4%. Wow. Good job, Jerome Powell. First, you caused the problem by running the printing press. Then you tell us you're going to fix the problem that you caused. Despite the inflation rate and economic reality, President Biden, every prominent Democrat and liberal talking head, continue to tell us that we are not in a recession. Here are a sample of headlines from the month demonstrating the opposite. Americans are skipping meals and medication because they can't afford them. The number of employed workers fell in October, and price inflation continues to outpace wages. Auto delinquencies hit 10-year highs. U.S. single-family housing permits plunged to COVID crisis lows. Amazon layoffs will continue in 2023 as economy in challenging spot. And finally, Farm Bureau calculates Thanksgiving dinner prices jumped 20% over last year. And that's the truth about November 2022. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.